0: Welcome to Truth Be Told with Raymond. And uh, I got Guy Marshall with me. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, man. Uh, looking forward to a fun-filled first podcast. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, this is my first podcast, man. Have you ever done one before? I have not. Okay, well, this should be interesting. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I, I got to scratch that. My first podcast was last week with Tim Hafer, but nonetheless, this is an experience for me, you know. So this is technically my second Podcast. Okay. Yes. This yeah. is uh, definitely
1: something new. Uh, our show with uh, Rod and I, ours are actually podcasted every day, but it's not a podcast per se. This is the first one where I've been able to sit down and actually do a true podcast just for a podcast.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Cause it's all uh, on air kind of stuff. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, this is going to be an experience. Um, I think it's going to be good though, man. I mean, basically, what I want to do with this podcast. I want to go into more things about life, you know, kind of keeping it general, but at the same time, bringing awareness to certain situations and, you know, basically trying to come together, you know what I mean? Like more so, have more thought behind what's going on in the world today.
1: Right. There's enough division out there. Everywhere you look, there's Republican, there's Democrat, there's this type of person, that type of person. It seems like there's so many divisions out there that it is nice to see a change something such as a podcast that can maybe help find those not differences but how we are alike and how we can actually come together as individuals not as you know a group of people but as individuals because we all have something that we all can combine to be friends with Sometimes it's just hard finding that that balance
0: exactly. I ultimately, what this is about is about coming together, even though we might be different on certain subjects. You know, it's not wrong to be different. It's wrong to be different and not try to compromise in my mind.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. You always have you're always you always can find that difference between each other that could devise you and pull you apart. But it takes a bigger person to be able to find that friendship. Where can we meet in the middle? Even if it's just agree to disagree, you know, maybe at the end of the day, that's what you got to come up with. But just opening that dialogue to talk, now, that's where, you know, that starts to becoming actually friends and people who can talk about what, you know, what you see and what I see and what can we see together.
0: Exactly, man. uh... And it, you know, with music, you know, we're both obviously in the in the radio business, and uh, you know, that's the thing about music is it doesn't matter at the end of the day what you believe in. You can both like that same song, and that alone is the universal language. That alone can bring people together.
1: It really is because some people listen for the lyrics, some people listen just for the beat or mm-hmm. the tone, or maybe you're sad, you're happy. But when you turn on that radio dial that music speaks to you and it might be in a different way, but it still speaks to you.
0: And at that point, it doesn't matter if we're Democrat or Republican or, or independent or,
1: you know, right. We should throw that in there. Cause I think we're both libertarian. Yeah, we, we don't, we are, we don't yeah. fall into either <laughs> one of those categories. So that's it.
0: That's it. We really don't, man. We, we really don't. And, you know, I'm not going to say that you know, libertarian's the best party either. You know, I, I feel like I have a very different take on life even when it comes to the political parties that again, I mean, I guess that's where the libertarian is good at at kind of coming together,
1: and that's the same way with me. I, I might belong, per se, to that party because that's what I registered as, But at the same time, I look at everybody as an individual. I, I really don't care whether you're Republican, Democrat, independent. Um, I'm always looking at the, what holds you as you, why do you hold your core values? And I think that's when we get into the podcast here, that's really going to show a lot uh, how these people were mistreated in different ways at huge sacrifices because people couldn't look into that Uh to deeper or past what was superficial, because to me, look, I'm a Christian. We, I believe that God created one man and one woman, which means we have all come from one man, one woman. We are uh, family, right? No matter how you look at it. So you got to look past that. You got to look past what's superficial in front and get to the heart of the matter.
0: What you're alluding to, today we're going to get on the subject of perception, because it is a deep subject, and especially with last week's podcast and gun control and gun rights, you know, that just really flows into what we are talking about with with the division of things, and uh, it's like you were saying, you know, people can't make sense of something, so they automatically judge it or the way i look, like to look at it is there's a certain fear that brings about a certain perception and that is again what today's podcast is about because inevitably we're not all going to be on the same page all the time
1: well no i mean even if you look at it the basic of the basic and this is sort of a uh, a weird analogy but you have people like me who i've grown up around snakes i grew up in the country uh, I helped in a pet store, so to me, snakes are no big deal. Now, if you ask my wife, she doesn't want to be in the same zip code as one. Like, <laughs> and
0: well, me like, neither. To be completely honest, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my one of my eight year old came in the other day, and he's like, "I want a snake," and I'm like, "Okay, and well." She was not having it. <laughs> like, and it sounds like a weird analogy, but at the same time. It's you. you, we, you were talking about the. Uh, sitting down talking with Tim Hafer, you know, you have your gun people and your non-gun people. Well, it's hard sometimes to look at the other person's perspective because if somebody's never grew up around a gun and what they've seen and heard could scare them where somebody like me, who I was brought up around guns, shooting guns from the time I can remember to me, it's nothing. I just, I know gun safety. I know how to handle them. Uh, But you have two different perspectives on everything. And I think you're going to see that once we dive into here. And I do want to say, this is actually, uh, I've really been looking forward to this, not just a conversation, but this is going to be pretty awesome. I I think
0: you're right, man. I've been excited for it, too. Yeah. And and to touch on what you just said there with guns, that's where even you and I are completely different. I didn't grow up with guns. I didn't. You know, I didn't learn how to shoot a gun when I was young and even my mother, you know, doesn't like guns. There's there was some sort of history with me and I won't go into any any of that, but um, you know, when we were younger that involved firearms and I think it really just turned my family away from them. Not to say that we don't think the second amendment is something that needs to be uh Needs to be in place because we do that. That's what's weird about it. We don't own a single gun. Well, I I actually got one from Hafer's uh, just a few weeks ago, so I do actually own a gun at this point. But before that, never owned a gun. I've shot a few, not as a kid. You know, I was full fully an an adult when I shot my first firearm, and that's the thing is I've always been more on knives and swords you know i'm that guy right and uh but at the same time it's it's our second amendment right so it doesn't matter if i own a gun or not i still believe in that right and having that right you know i'm I'm not necessarily afraid of guns but i i do believe that it's a right we should have the right to bear arms so
1: yeah and that's uh where my stance comes from, it's not so much a second amendment as the government has shown a history of once they start taking, they continue to take. So Mm -hmm. that that's my fear is more of the government than it really is when we should never be afraid of our government, but at the same time, They've never shown restraint.
0: Hey, man, you know what? I couldn't have said it better. Honestly, that's you're absolutely right. So, all that gun talk we did last last (laughs) podcast. So we're we're gonna move on from that. You know, it's just a good, uh, groundbreaking subject to you know put us on the subject of perception because again, you know. People grew up with them, some didn't, and even though we haven't, I still believe in in having guns and, and the right to bear arms. So.
1: And what we're talking about today is going to show where perception, when not controlled, can go south very fast.
0: Well, it's always intrigued me how one thing leads to another, and that's exactly what perception does, you know, the cause and effect of things, uh, action and reaction, even down to the law of attraction. If you bring something, uh, for lack of better words, into the universe, it's like you start to see more things happen with it. So, again, cause and effect of things, the way one thing leads to another, and perception is a big one because, well, it's like you just said, if your perception is fear on something, you're going to tend to want to judge it and shun it, for lack of better words.
1: Right, And you can find yourself doing it very quickly, especially if somebody comes up to you and they're not dressed as society considers normal. Uh, The first thing you want to do is, you know, maybe they're homeless. Maybe, you know, they're on drugs. And that could actually be the farthest from the truth. One of the things I learned a long time ago is no matter what the person looks like, sit and talk to them because their story, maybe one of those stories that you've never heard before and could explain a lot and you could understand why they are the way they are. And they could have the biggest heart in the world, but you just shut them down because they approached you in a manner that you are not used to or have perceived conceptions on.
0: One of the words of the hour here are uh, society. Mm -hmm. You know, society kind of trains us to think one way. And, you know, we live in a very systematic society, a systematic world where there's certain ways that you you have to do things or go about things or certain ways you need to dress in order to you know perc- be perceived as upstanding citizen and you know i i know guys in the say in the metal rock world that mm-hmm. don't dress like you and i <laughs> right. you know have have a million piercings million tattoos but at the end of the day they're some of the the sweetest people you'll ever meet but looking at them you know if say you were sheltered as a kid you know you you never saw that you would probably be very afraid of these people and again that just leads to judgment I mean we need to in we are in 2020 we need to break free of that kind of judgmental mentality just by looking at something and saying you know what that's different than what I was raised to to know
1: and it's okay to be different, you know, and that's one of the most uh, perceived, like, your the conception of people think, one of the greatest facts I ever learned was, we grew up thinking all these millionaires live in these great big mansions, and uh, the actual fact is, the average millionaire lives in a 2,700 square foot home. That's it. No doubt. They drive a four-year-old car with, like, 36,000 miles. They're not the stuff we see on TV, but we have that... That that thought process, because we were raised that way, is because if you got money, you drive Lamborghinis, and it's not. They're usually the ones that you could be standing beside in a grocery store and have no clue who they are.
0: Exactly. I, I've heard for a lot of years of my life that rich people didn't get rich by blowing all their money.
1: Correct. Yeah. They save their money. They use it. One of the, I actually knew a gentleman who's very, very wealthy. And he always said, The one main difference is the way I think. He goes, When I get money, I want to use that money to make money. I don't want to just buy stuff. To me, just buying stuff does me no good. He goes, How can I set my family up for the future? How can I use this money to continue to make money? But if, and he was funny to watch because he he wasn't very tall. He's probably like five foot something, (laughs) but he wore sweatpants. Oh, nice. Like, he did not dress like a millionaire, and he said he always got funny reactions, like when people find out how much he was worth, and he was just wearing sweats. That's what he wore. He said, I didn't have to have a job, so why dress up? See for
0: see for me. That's my hero. Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's the way I want to be, man. Like it's all good. It, it doesn't matter how much money I got in the bank. I'm comfortable. Right. You know? Yep. <laughs> it's
1: one of the reasons we got in the radio. I can dress whatever way we prefer. Exactly.
0: You can't see me.
1: <laughs>
0: you can't judge me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that's just one other line of perception and to to get on the deeper side of perception again it goes back to fear and judgment which we need to break free from because you know there was the Salem witch trials back in the 1600 late 1600s. Correct. And I'm I'm sure you're as aware as anybody listening that you know, a lot of people, I believe it was 14 people over the course of a year were executed. Yep. Or maybe that was just 14 women, a couple of men. And then, believe it or not, even two dogs were executed in the Salem Witch Trials because they were perceived to be devil worshipers and dabbling in, the, in black magic and all that stuff. And that was in the 1690s.
1: Yeah, and it shows quickly how fast a mob mentality can go south very fast.
0: Yeah, uh, pitchforks and, yeah. and torches.
1: Like, when you're executing dogs because you think they're possessed by the devil, at what point in time do you stop and go, maybe we might be on the wrong track.
0: Yeah, like yeah. where is that? Right.
1: <laughs> what point do we go completely uh, squirrely on this one?
0: And, that, and that's the thing, is in the idea of animals and humans, we have a brain. It's like we need to
1: use it a little more. Yeah, sometimes we don't use it a whole lot. It's yeah. Because you're, you're, when you're executing somebody or even taking away value, even if not talking about the, the Salem witch hunts, you, there was the most extreme. Like you are ending a person's life because of what you think. There was no proof. There was no, uh, backing to this other than people blaming people
0: some of them hated each other i mean that's how deep this went they just had a a personal quarrel with them
1: so they're using the public's pitchfork mentality to disperse of somebody they didn't like and to me that is where somebody should have taken a step back and gone whoa have we gone a little bit off track here in which they did. And now, looking back, a lot of times you just sort of shake your head going, What were they thinking? Were they thinking at all? You know, it was just sort of the mom mentality again. It's yeah. the pitchfork. Hey, this person we got to get rid of because they're a devil worshiper. But did they hurt anybody? You know, even yeah, did they
0: physically hurt anybody? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a bunch of lies told about that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at the justice system and, you know, Proof And there was never, like you said, never any proof.
1: Yeah, it was just the fear Mm -hmm. in the mentality of this person is different. This person, even if you take it into consideration of the devil worshiper, even if the person was worshiping the devil, uh, did they do anything wrong other than think differently than what you did? And they literally were executing people for... Thinking differently, where they were or not, they were executing these people for thinking differently what they did. So they were wrong and we are right. Perception.
0: Yep. Perception in a nutshell. And you know, what's even crazier about that? Okay. So we were just talking 1690s. Okay. Let's take it 300 years later. Okay. 1990s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three guys sat on death row for 17 years. Um, The West Memphis Three. So, three hundred years later, in the nineteen nineties, you know what? Like thirty years ago, at this point, yeah, not that um, long ago, n- not even thirty years, you yeah. know, twenty five or whatever. Um, you know, sorry, my math's not great. <laughs> Look, I was still in high school. Yeah, so that's was, what I am yeah, right. High school and
1: college. It I was, was not in, that long ago. Yeah,
0: I was in like elementary. I was in.
1: You know, <laughs> okay, I just um, dated myself on that one. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs>
0: um, but yes, yeah, we are still making the same mistakes it was essentially the same thing. It was, it, they were considered devil worshipers. They were considered to be because they wore black because they listened to
1: rock music,
0: you know, 300 years later, man, we're still making the same
1: mistakes. And in the nineties, rock was eighties, nine, early nineties. Rock was still very big and it's, it created a, a culture around it also of dressing in black Um and at that point people and I still remember the day cuz I used to love listening to heavy metal like Trusted Sister and Motley Crue and it was I remember going to church and people there preaching against it how it was devil worshiping and it was it was the same thing it was right back to the same witch hunts devil worshipers if you play it backwards they give out subliminal messages, messages. Yeah. It was so far over the top, I literally just tuned it out because I know I listened to it, and I was head of the youth group at my church. I was doing Sunday night. I was the one night. I was the preacher for the night. I wasn't a devil worshiper, right? but I enjoyed the music. I knew my friends that dressed in black, and my dad would say, you got to find better friends. Uh, But they weren't bad people. They just appeared Mm -hmm. to be that what scared people their angst yeah their their angst
0: is is what inevitably i think scared people their angst and their their look you know gave people the wrong perception it was different
1: yeah it it wasn't what was acceptable at that time
0: yep And, and and like i said these these three guys sat on death row for 17 years now i can say that we came a little further throughout history because they didn't Get executed, you know. They were eventually set free, but they had to enter an Alfred guilty plea. Yes. That's essentially for anybody you know who who doesn't know. Essentially, stating I'm innocent of these crimes. You know, I've been I've been on death row now for 17 years. Time served. You have no evidence against me. To be set free, I will allow you to say I'm guilty, though. I plead my innocence. That is what an Alfred guilty plea is. So so they still have this on their record all these years later.
1: Yeah, and which is sad was when this all took place they actually created a movie of that for HBL. Yes. They followed the trials, they allowed the cameras in the court. And that's what started this ball rolling, a lot of people going, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait a second. You you basically found these guys kids at the time guilty because why?" You have no – there's no proof whatsoever other than the fact that they look guilty.
0: Exactly. That's it. None. I mean, no blood at the murder scene, no fingerprints. I mean, even when new evidence did come into the – I can't even say in the courtroom because they didn't look at it. Even when new eyewitnesses were, were found, they didn't hear them. Why? You know? Why?
1: And a lot of times it comes down to the perception that they wanted to make sure these three were going to be found guilty. They were going to do what they had to to close the case. And due to public perception, these three could be guilty because of the way they look. who you know, you don't want to dig deep in an oh my goodness, it's the pastor or it's somebody that is upstanding, quote unquote. Uh, in the community, because then that makes it look bad. But exactly. if you can place it on three people that the community and possibly everybody around looks down on, uh, it was just another three people that went wayward because look how they dress and look at the music they listen to. Just throw them in a the slammer and be done with
0: it. Exactly. And I think the one thing that made this a little different than the Salem Witch Trials was the fact that in that day and age, in the 90s, we had people like Johnny Depp is one of them mm-hmm. who actually celebrities who actually came to the uh, the side of these victims you know these now incarcerated victims like they came to their aid in saying look you have like you were saying you know movies made about them you know we had that in the 90s if we didn't have that in the 90s I think it might have ended up Like the Salem Witch Trial, three innocent men would have, or boys rather, at that time, would have been executed if it hadn't been for, you know, the, the fortunately, celebrities.
1: Yeah, and if you look at, and it's funny because a lot of people love Johnny Depp movies, Mm -hmm. but if you ever see him outside of the movies, Mm -hmm. he is in black, he's got multiple rings, he's he would be what would be perceived back in our day as a heavy metal-looking rocker. A gothic kid. Yeah, goth. That's uh, a lot better uh, wording. I'm (laughs) I'm showing my age here a little bit here. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, in the movies he plays one thing, but a lot of people don't see him outside of that, and he is the goth-looking, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he wears very well, by the way. I could never pull off that look yeah, as, it's you and me as I'd like <laughs> to try. Um, oh, I've tried. <laughs> and then there was a uh, movie producer that came to their aid also. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what his name was, but his thing was he hates bullies, and he basically took on the perception of the court and the prosecutor and the people of that town were bullying these kids and they really were. Yeah, they were attacking kids because of the way they looked, and they became easy targets for this big mess. Oh so, yeah.
0: Fortunately, in the nineties, we had people like that stepping up because again, it could have ended with execution of innocent lives and and whatnot. So
1: yeah, and that's the thing with now with today's society, we have well the power in our hands as public. We've got YouTube. We have got what we're doing right now podcast there's so much out there that could be done well to protect people as people as humans mm-hmm. because we when you get down to it we're just humans trying to get through this life and be as happy as possible to support each other and we have so much technology now that we're light years away from the days back then mm-hmm. and to me it's very disheartening when we get on like YouTube, and I I don't read the comments on on any of our stuff because we're both in the public's eye. Yeah, um, because people are very quick to slam other people without taking the steps to go to reach out and be a friend. They're very quick to be a troll now it's now it's gotten a word. It's now called being trolling. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so next time, to me, before you perceive something to become that troll why don't you perceive something and perceive it in a better light than actually in a negative format where you're so quick just to throw out because somebody misspelled something. Well, guess what? Some people are horrible at spelling. Yeah. I am. I am horrible. Thank the good Lord for autocorrect. That's all I (laughs) got to say. Spell check, yeah. Right. And there's a reason that like, we're on radio is Mm -hmm. because I can enunciate very well. Don't ask me to write it, but I can speak it.
0: (laughs) I understand, yeah. I mean – And that's the thing at the end of the day, you know, we need to keep the facts at the forefront, you know, in in everything, you know, just because, well, I'll use your example. Just because I spell a word wrong, the fact of the matter is I'm not a bad person for that. So why bash me for it?
1: Right. And the thing is what you're trying to point you're trying to get across could be very much correct or even at the worst, it's still your opinion. Mm hmm. So who cares if you misspelled a word and it comes down to thing. just because your opinion is different than my opinion, instead of bashing you for that opinion or that assumption that you're just wrong and I'm right, mm-hmm. why not start a dialogue to where we can sit down and talk? You don't even have to sit down and talk. We have the internet yeah. for good Lord's sake right now. We've got texting, we've got Snapchat. Yep. There's so many ways that we can come together and work in the middle ground.
0: This is, communication, yeah. no matter what uh, platform it's on, whether it's verbally uh, on social media, whatever it is,
1: right? You have no excuse nowadays because there's so many ways to get in contact with each other,
0: and so many ways to look up information on a certain oh, yeah. subject. You know, it, uh, there's a quote out there: "In the age of information, ignorance is a choice." Yes. And, it, you know, cause you can, you can hop on. Now, not, I'm not saying everything on the internet is truth. However, you can always cross reference. You can always, yes. it really is the age of information. We have all this that we can fact check things.
1: Right. And that's, you know, when I do a, uh, now, cause we, we, uh, we originally were teamed up on W A Y Z mm-hmm. for anybody who's outside our listening area. That's a country station. Yeah. Uh, Now we're still in the same family, Mm -hmm. but now I do a morning talk show. So before I actually talk about anything on talk show, I find two, three or four different articles to read and try to understand everything as a whole. Mm -hmm. When you read one article, you're going to get that writer's perspective Mm -hmm. on that subject and you can go way off topic on it. So, you know, take your time and learn. Like I said, Maybe the person that you're getting ready to slam or, you know, obviously not as bad as these, nobody's going to be put to death, nobody's going to die. But before you judge them for their thought process or perspective on something, why not talk to them? And maybe you can help educate them and maybe help them understand what your thought process is. I just think at the end of the day, we really need to it just comes down to the basic human on human and being a human and being somebody who as chintzy as this is love one another. Is y- that song? Yes. <laughs> on-
0: no, I I agree, man. Again, it's, it's all about communication and we don't have to be blind to what's negative in the world, but we also don't have to let fear or ego drive our perception, you know, because again, a lot of it comes down to ego. Like, I think that's why new evidence wasn't looked at. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a fear at that point. It was ego that was driving the courts at that point, making ignorant choices.
1: I'm right. You're wrong. And no matter what comes up, oh my goodness, that's going to prove that I'm not right. So we we can't have that. Exactly. there are people's lives literally hanging in the balance.
0: Exactly. I mean, we have every capability of being better than that. And to wrap this up, you kind of, already answered one of my questions, which was, what do we do about this? How do we come together and and fix this? And I think it is, again, just communication, keeping an open mind to, well, I mean, you said it best, talk to one another.
1: When you're wrong, say you're sorry. It's not that big a deal.
0: It's not, man. You know, say you're sorry, move on. Or, you know, if you still don't feel wrong after talking to somebody, again, keep that open mind that you know just because you think one way doesn't mean the rest of the world is going to think the same way doesn't make you wrong but doesn't make the rest of the world wrong either Correct. it's about coming together in the middle communicating and and figuring it
1: out yep open the dialogue and just talk to each other at the end of the day that's all you can do even if at the again at the end of the day we agree to disagree then we agree to disagree but we tried
0: Exactly, and that's what separates us
1: from the animals. Yep, we have
0: bigger brains. <laughs> we can
1: communicate better. <laughs> we just use them all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man.
0: Well, on that note, I think uh, you know, I think that's going to do it for this one, man. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? I think it's a very simple concept when you when you break it down to communication, but at the same time, it's how do we get the world to come together?
1: I think uh, one of the biggest things I could always recommend is a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. If you've never read a self-development book, or even if you have, this is a book, again, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Read it. It gives you a whole brand new perspective on how to talk to each other and to open that dialect. So, but it has been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Can't wait yeah, to do the next one. This no has doubt, been a great man. time.
0: I, I think so, too. But I, yeah, and I agree, man. That was a, a really personal development, personal yep. growth. We'll leave it at that, man. That's what these podcasts are about, personal growth. Being better than we were yesterday.
1: All you can do, one day at a time.
0: All right on. I'm Raymond. I'm Guy. And we'll see you next time.